Welcome back to Tales of Two Bros. I am Angel. I am Adon. Okay. <laughs> and we're about to review two things. First, DC Justice League of Super Pets, and then Batman Unburied. Dun, 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 dun. Do you know we're going to do two reviews? No. Good. What was the Batman? Unburied. Okay, you're definitely you're probably saw something that I did not know existed. So, let, let uh, uh, let's start whatever order you want to go with. Spoilers! I actually sent you a link. Must have got swept up in the other stuff. So one is a movie and one is a podcast series that is exclusive only for Spotify. Let's go first off with DC Justice League. By the time we're reviewing this, it just came out the same weekend. It stars none other than The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, mm -hmm. with Kevin Hart, Kate McKenna, John Krasinski. I couldn't recognize his voice until I had it see. Vanessa Bayer from Silent Live. Natasha Leon from Orange Wears, uh, the new orange, the new black, orange is black. I never saw the show. So orange is the new black. Diego Luna from Rogue One and from where else? I'm drawing a blank. Three below. Uh, <laughs> three below, yes. Mark Maron. He was Lex. And there's so many more, but you have here Keanu Reeves as Batman. Yes, he was. Then you have also Thomas Middlechich and Ben Schwartz as the two guinea pigs, Fire and Ice, if you will. Olivia Wilde was Lois Lane. Fairly um, all-star. Oh, my God. Is, yeah. Uh, Jamila Jamil, who played Wonder Woman. Jermaine Clement, who was Aquaman. John Early as a Flash. Dasha Palenko as Queen Lantern. And then you have David Diggs for Cyborg. Maya Eskin. I said it probably wrong, but she was Mercy. John Krasinski was a great Superman. Yeah, and I'm sorry, I'm gonna say it off the bat right now. Keanu Reeves knocked that out of the park as Batman. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can I will see multiple films. Keanu Reeves as Batman. I get uh, animation that is. Oh, so, but live action, but definitely <clears throat> animation. So I gotta ask, Mark, with that, was that your favorite character portrayal, like for the entire movie? Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, I'm a big fan of Keanu Reeves. Uh, I've been since you know Matrix, Speed, mm -hmm. Bill and Ted. For him playing this role, you know, it goes further with the uh, pop culture. Mm -hmm. it, you know, because there's people partition partitioning for him to take various Marvel. roles. Well, he, he did both. Constantine. Well, yeah. he wasn't Constantine. He did that. They won't give him a second chance. He wants to do another film. True. They're also petitioning him to be a, in, in a Star Wars project. And he has the, you know, his Matrix and the John Wick, even though the last Matrix was a dud. And I also like Kate McKenna's character. Oh, the like guinea so pig. cute. Lulu. I enjoyed her a lot. What about you? What was your like standout mm. or... Uh, what was the turtle's name? That yeah. was played by Natasha Leon. But I forget the turtle's name. Morton. Was the turtle? Yeah, she was like, a, she was like, a, like an old Jewish lady. She was a very old turtle. She looked like she had been in a car accident. Her, her shell was put together with uh, stickers. And uh -huh. she was... <laughs> She was just hilarious to me throughout the entire film. Like she couldn't see things and she gained mm -hmm. super speed. Again, spoilers, everybody. The and the part that blew me away is like they have her cussing. They're bleeping it out. And she's like, I just don't give a damn. I'm too old. And it, for some reason, 
that was cracking me up throughout the entirety of the film. But uh, as far as voices go, the performances, like we said, is pretty much an all-star cast. I don't mm-hmm. think anybody underperformed as voice acting wise. I think they all did a really good job in general yeah i mean maybe lex could have been a little bit more maybe but yeah overall it was good he didn't have to be you know mark maron he's blowing up he's a comedian now like doing a lot of acting projects he was in the netflix show also with the lady wrestlers oh i, think I heard it. about that yeah how was your audience uh, well i went around three in the afternoon it was all families fortunately i got lucky the one kid that kept kicking seats he was like several aisles down uh several seats down <laughs> But I but could feel you, the vibration. You, oh, really? He was kicking it hard. And then there was like one little girl. You could tell she was super young. Like every now and then she'll say a word or something like it. She's trying to play along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At one point, Super Pig, Wonder Pig, whatever you want to call her name. She has like 50 different names in the right. movie. She's uh, very indecisive. She's very indecisive about what superhero name she's going to take. And this little girl just goes, Piggy. <laughs> and for some reason, I just crack up laughing right when she did that. <laughs> and that was right by me. But it was so far, they were actually pretty quiet otherwise. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was, I, I yeah. would say... Uh, a fifth of the theater filled up for like that kind of a day. It wasn't right. Yeah. Same with mine. We went relatively early just to get it out of the way. And plus there was really no late showings in my theater. It was relatively early showings Mm because they were pushing against again, I guess for the kids population, the little kids anyway, because I was like, wow, there's like no nine o'clock evening viewing kind of makes sense i mean and they had like the early like sometimes you know for premieres i'll show it like a day before like a few and they decided not to few screenings no they did but they had it like early like three o'clock on a thursday so if you were going if you had to work and you want to watch it most likely you would not be able to see it at some theaters anyway overall i did enjoy this i saw what they did of course they directed it to the younger generation the younger population and for us and older there's plenty of jokes that will hit home for the adults right also for me i was like i had the biggest kick i had the biggest enjoyment was when they introduced the characters the superheroes and you heard their their theme yeah i i got excited when they played wonder woman from the from the linda carter Mm -hmm. series oh man that's awesome they got that right to do it and then tim burton batman music or the danny elfman music and then they did a little bit of the John Williams Superman music. I can't remember if they did what they uh, did for Cyborg, Cyborg or Flash, yeah. or Green Lantern or Aquaman. The music is more, I guess, yeah. too new. And for Green Lantern, they only did one movie, and that was a total blah. And the Flash, that I don't know, they used it from the the, the television show. show. Maybe uh, I would. I, I didn't catch that. Yeah. I mean, it could have been the original television or the new one if they did reuse mm-hmm. one of the television shows. I did like the easter eggs that were coming from it mm-hmm. like the whole thing with uh the squirrel oh which i have that comic where chip the squirrel is a super uh is a green yeah Lantern. yeah yeah uh, he's also he's also here like black lightning exactly he, he pretty much he's on par he didn't have the lightning powers in the comic but he was right. a green lantern has a sadder life than he does here he gets a happy ending here thank god because it was sad in the comic All right but real quick also uh cameo voices Oh, you have Keith David playing Dog L. 
because he's the voice for Spawn, the animation yeah. series. He's also in the um, Goliath. Goliath and Gargoyles. Mm -hmm. And then you have also Alfred Molina, again, doing another superhero project. He was Doc Ock in the Spider-Mans. He was also Ares in the Wonder Woman Correct. animation film. And he played uh, Jor-El, right? He played Jor-El. And they have Lena Headley, who's from Game of Thrones, who was also Sarah Connor in the television show. She mm -hmm. played Laura. And also uh, Busy Phillips. She was in, she was Fu. Foofy, foofy dog. The voices here, there's so many good ones. Anyway, back to the, the story. I like the approach where this is about letting go, almost like with a parent to a child. True. Well, I mean, like, uh, they, they're, but they're a best friend. Correct. And it's not like in the perspective of, like, like you said, the dog had felt like this is my best friend, but it was took a promise of protecting Superman since mm -hmm. he was a baby and they like superimposed both those things as one and together he has to realize like eventually families do grow it doesn't necessarily mean that he has to leave right but, you know, yeah he has he to give that room to grow to grow bigger not apart yeah i think i think that was his worry is the growing apart that was his problem like he was so attached to superman he couldn't uh, see potential friends or allies anywhere else. He was the friendlier version of Batman in all argu arguments. Like, because Superman was making friends with Justice League, and but uh, Crypto wasn't making friends with anyone. Batman was like, I I'm too right. isolated. I'm too do do do. And he's like, and Crypto was like, I just have Superman. I don't need anyone else. He didn't know how to be a team player and then finding these pets or these dogs or these animals, excuse me. He learned how to be a team player and the value of not just being solo or the one to take all the weight. I did think like how Kate McKenna presented Lulu, it felt very Robin Williams. Where like Robin Williams, when he do his practices, very, a lot of times it's off the cuff. True. And it's like improvised. And so they say, okay, we'll take that. We'll use that. We'll do this. Like, you know, we did with Aladdin and, and many of his live action projects. And it felt like that with Kate McKenna. If she did, fantastic. It, I get the vibe you're talking about because a mm -hmm. lot of things did feel like she was just riffing. And especially like the little uh, side comments that she constantly made about all the right. heroes and all, all these little stuff. And like, like the, um, the responses, like when she first reunites with Lex. There's like some moments there and going back mm -hmm. and forth completely feels like there were some improv moments that were done there, but I loved it. And she's a little delusional because she thought she was a scientist, but all she was- it was a guinea pig. <laughs> she's being tested on. Well, I mean, stuff. the funniest part is, and you forget this sometimes, like I forgot a couple of times, I like, does her new powers let her talk? And then every now, like uh, every now and then you, they'll pan to like what we as humans here. here. And she was like, mm -hmm. Yeah, but, but like little little gerbil uh, noises. Animal noises, right? But like majority of the film, she's actually talking to all the other pets and animals. So mm -hmm. like you get swept up in that, and then you get reminded every now and then, yeah, she's just an animal that's trying to do two things. I did like of the superheroes, the Justice League, or three, they brought in other characteristics of the superheroes in the sense of like Aquaman. He has the one arm hook and a scar on his left eye. I remember that. Right. Yeah. There's a storyline in the comics. Mm -hmm. You have one woman who's not pale. She's getting so, more of a tan. And I think they're calling back to, because there's a Nubian, the female, like Amazonian, the black version. Of oh, woman. yeah. They may have been calling to that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the Green Lantern. That was clearly Jessica Cruz. Yes. She, she had the eye thing. Yeah, that was Jessica mm -hmm. Cruz, Green Lantern. I like that they didn't play the same archetype. Yeah, not John Stewart or Hal Jordan or right. Cal Rain uh Cal Rainer. 
Uh, right. Guy Gardner wouldn't work. But he may have. And they would have to soften him so much. Oh, true. Uh, I was kind of flash. Not a flash. He was the regular flash. Like there's like yeah. really no difference in any of the flashes, unless they use like Kid Flash. The right. cyborg. Uh, I was like, what's he had the, the afro? I was like, I- I'll let it go because I know it's a side. joke. But I was the like, afro. What's with the side afro? And he's like, don't touch the hair. I think he said, don't touch the hair. Uh, yeah. And then uh-huh. Batman uh, always talk about Bruce Wayne merchandising and products. Uh, <laughs> or trying to or trying to deflect like that like i'm not bruce wayne don't play with that batarang bruce wayne paid a lot of money for that i mean right, he's, he's like, like <laughs> yeah like bruce wayne is, is yeah like bruce wayne is a sponsor or something yeah did he reveal his identity or it's not like that i can't remember but i did I, enjoy crypto said it it was kind of like a, an origin story for ace yeah in many in many ways where why he was in the the, the kennel or the rescue shelter and how he met bruce true and how he became Bruce's or you know, part of the Bat family. So that was actually really cool because I didn't really, because I had no idea what I was getting into coming into the, the theater. And I liked how they're like both brooding. I left my family. My family left me. And it's like, or it's like that. And they go through the shadow uh, images right. of them every time they uh, retell their story of it. And they just like looking straight ahead. And he's like, it's okay if you, you want to come. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes, I agree. As far as the origin story for Ace, I loved it. I know his actual origin story, of course, a lot darker. For kids, this is a great origin story for Ace. I don't remember the origin story for Crypto, so I don't know if they've changed it. If uh, yeah, clearly, it feels like it changed it because I no iteration tells me like Crypto is in the pod uh, with Kyle. Yeah. Mind you, also the design of that space pod. Correct me if I'm wrong. That looked very similar no to idea. one of the Superman versions. I, I have no idea. I, I missed that part. I was in. The, I was waiting for my pizzas. Oh, I, I feel like stand. when I was watching it though, I feel like that may have been like the same design of pod from like Supergirl or like one of the other like early the Christopher Reeves. I didn't bother double checking. I should. Well, the Christopher Reeves one is like a, look like a star. Yeah, that's what it looked like. It's like a crystal star. Okay, then then that's that's a callback to that. Ah, good callback. I love that. Yeah, because I, I I like I said I missed the the beginning part. Kim saw it and I was like, let me know when it starts. She's like, oh yeah, start it. I'm like, so I was like, thank you. When I walked into the theater, I saw where Crypto was cuddling around Kalel. So you didn't miss and much then, because all. I, but then I when I was walking up the steps to get to my seat, so I didn't see. I wasn't. I didn't want to fall because I had food in my. And hand and stuff like that, so I, I didn't look at what. So was you going missed the shit. Gotcha. I missed the shit. But everything else, I I did see. Was there any moment that you did really enjoy? Like I, I mean, there were standouts for me. It was the music intro for the predominant characters: Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman. That I I, I loved. I was like, because I recognized it. It was for the the parents. A lot of parents grew up being superhero friends and then they're superhero fans and they bring their kids that I guess had that connection, that bond, strengthen that bond with them. They mm-hmm. both can see something together. Correct. Some anyway, not all parents, but some. And I like, again, like the little adult snippets here and there, adult theme snippets. Dog Al, when he was trying to fast forward his like, his father. We, and we really should have a, like a skip intro button. Right. And there's one time <laughs> his, his father is licking himself. <laughs> like, what? Real quick. When they were in the car and the little kitten is uh, going after them. Oh. The little yeah, kitten yeah. was adorable. And she's, and the kid's like, I'm going to kill you. Dad. Like yeah. it's doing stuff like this little child voice doing all yeah. this like, uh, like chance of stuff like uh, that 
pretty dark. I don't know what the power is other than it turns parts of his body into like projectile weapons. It was a form of hairballs in a way. Well, like, that's what like the whiskers turned into missiles. The tail right. could be like a Gatling gun or it'll shoot a giant rocket and then it right. will hairball a grenade. The best part about that was like everything le leading up to this moment. When he hairballs a grenade, and then the the turtle goes super speed, passes everybody in like everybody's like in slow mode. The grenades fly <laughs> in the air, eats a flower, comes uh -huh. back, grabs a grenade, drops it right in front of him. When uh, he goes, oh, and they drop a dumpster on him and seal it, and it explodes, right. and you're like, did he die? <laughs> and he goes, I'm okay. <laughs> I guess he had to do that with any kind of speed character. He yeah. had to slow it down. Oh, like, they even called that back at the end of the film. At where the end. He goes, yeah, we're running so fast, but we're going it's slow. So slow. It's so weird. And they're like, I know. <laughs> but they know we did. We've seen that in all pretty much every episode of Lash. Not yeah. just that. The X-Men when yeah. Quicksilver was there. Mm -hmm. All his scenes. I like the big melee scene with all the guinea pigs and the Justice League. and I was going to call that out, too. But uh, the, the kitty overrode that. But the melee scene, no. go ahead. It was just showing, uh, it wasn't Justice League, but the Super, the Super Pets. Pets. I mean, they of did course, fight this Justice League at one point, too. They did. Oh, they did. And they wrecked them. <laughs> well, wrecked I guess by they. Guinea pigs. Just the chaos of it all. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed. So, because there's so much visually going on. And so you're like, whoa. And that, but it wasn't like nerve wracking. Yeah. It was easy to follow. And I pretty much enjoyed the end credit. No, the, like, the post scene. Let's talk about that. Before, but before that, I mean, like this, this movie in a sense of continuity, it goes in the same line as the Lego Batman film. Yeah. I mean, it's its own universe. It's supposed it's to be universe. universe. Right. But they took stuff. They talked about like the Christopher Nolan Batman. They talked about other Batman films that he was that the Lego Batman was involved in. They showed other things yeah. here. When like, when Batman is talking about people who knows is like, one of my, one of my other people look like Morgan Friedman. I was like, so he, I was just wondering, like, he's talking about all the people that know who he is and whatnot. <laughs> right. Cause like, yeah, I, I, I work alone. I, yeah. They starts to ran off except for Alfred, except for it's you know, Robin, Robin. And then da, 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 the commissioner, the commissioner and yeah. they, they keeps going <laughs> and they pan off and comes back. The guy who looks like Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I'm wondering like, how are this, where does this play in the sense of, obviously it doesn't not directly connect to the Christopher Nolan films, but there is a connection somehow, some way. If anything, it's like Where? an Easter egg, like. But yeah, of course, it, it's and a multi, a multi universe thing again, another one, if you will. So yeah, let's go to the end credit. You have Soups and Crypto playing catch. Well, first of all, like technically, the end credit scene. Honestly, if they ended the movie and they didn't have it, I would have been fine. The movie's mm -hmm. ended soli like solid, but they threw in this extra scene, and like you were saying. They were playing catch, and then all of a sudden, was it the bat? Uh, was it a dog? It was like a Doberman. Yeah, he looked like a Doberman. Uh, like a Black Adam version of Doberman shows up, and it's The Rock's voice, but like just grittier and more torn and darker. And showing up behind Superman is Black Adam. Sound like crypto. It was bald, and you could tell that mm -hmm. was designed to look like the back of uh, the rock's head will it be a sequel it could be most likely this could be a could sequel be. and then they were trying now, to explain the concept of anti-hero right <laughs> you're a villain no <laughs> no i kill people but i was like yeah, yeah like a villain 
Yeah, I, I take the I take the rules and I break them like a villain. Like a villain, because it's true in a way that there's no rules for an antihero like a villain. Mm-hmm. But like you said, was it needed? No, it could have ended a lot sooner, or it could have a different ending altogether. Was it enjoyable? Yes. Yes. Was it something that was crucial? No. But sometimes no. you don't need it to be crucial. That's why it's put in a post credit. No. Unless it's, they're doing it for a sequel, sequel or spin-off. project. But I haven't um, heard anything as of yet. Now. Is it worth the watch? If you have a family, yes. Oh, no. It, worth the watch at all? Yes. Oh, worth okay. Thank you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Shouldn't matter. Worth the buy? For me, yes. It's not essential, but yeah. Actually, I'm revising. Not worth the buy. It's no? it's worth a stream. I'll watch it on HBO 100%. Okay. No, then that's, that's worth the watch then because you don't have to buy it. It's <laughs> worth the watch. For me, I can see, my, I can see myself buying it, especially say like for the kids mm-hmm. granted yeah on stream you can just hit replay 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 but you can also do it by the blu-ray yeah i can yeah. see i for me is worth the buy is good enough smart enough for all ages true it's very it is entertaining comical in a lot of aspects so cool so that's our thoughts on dc league of super pets now i want to go over something it's been around or no not really around it's, it came out this year 2022 Okay. I did send you a link to it because I heard about it on another podcast and it's only streaming. You can only hear it, get it on Spotify. It's a Spotify exclusive. It has actually has taken Joe Rogan off number one. Oh, okay. At a time like this, yeah, it's back and forth and is Batman unburied. This, even though it's a strictly podcast, even though, and it's a podcast, but it's not a podcast where you and I are doing this talking. It's, it's actually like a, a show, like like the old time show. It's, uh, audio sh- shows they used to do. Is there, right, it's a radio drama, <clears throat> exactly. Gotcha. But there's a little switch to it. Okay. Even though it doesn't really matter since it's audio, the actors who play the characters are not white. They're black or Latina or Latino or Indian. There's some white here and there, but the predominant cast is black. So like Batman's which, black. Yeah. Okay. And there's a black in the comics. There is a black man. Uh, black man. There is a there is a Batman black version, or there yeah. is a black Batman in like there's a there's like a black Superman. Okay, you have that aspect. So they're just using the same names, or they're changing the actual character names no, to no. display like no. their ethnicity. No. no, Thomas Wayne is played by Lance Reddick. You know him from John Wick. He's the front desk guy. And you have Ashley Birch. She's from Mr. Quest. She plays Vicky Vale. Barbara Gordon is played by Gina Rodriguez. And you know her from Jane Like a Virgin. Oh, I never watched that show. I never watched that show. And let me be on the record. Like, I've never had an issue with people of one nationality or another playing one voice or character. Like, I remember Mm -hmm. watching The Batman, uh, which was a great show. And the voice Mm -hmm. of the Joker forget the actor's name was um but when you look at him he uh, like the actor is a very big black dude he has like this but, very iconic voice and unique right voice. but he can change it he can change his voice he yeah. can change his act you know make an accent like that mm-hmm. but, but you, here, you'll still hear it uh and it carries through and you're right about that but you have here also hassan minaj okay he plays the riddler granted i think he was one of the weakest things in I mean, I don't, um, for me, I think Hazama Minaj is 
not that good, but he gets work. So good for him in that aspect. Okay. But whenever he's in projects, I see, I was like, no, oh, thank you. I don't know. I guess I had, he had the bad taste in my mouth from his time on the daily show. And that's sometimes some things stick with me too long. You have Jason Isaacs. He played Alfred. Now, you know, Jason Isaacs from. I'm drawing blanks. I'm Rebels. better with. Oh, Rebels. I'm better with. He was the names. Grand Inquisitor. He was oh. the Grand Inquisitor. Yes. Who's he playing? He's playing Alfred. I can see that. Winston Duke. He's Bruce Wayne. He's Batman. Mm, he's the, okay. he's from the Netflix show movie Spencer for Hire, and he was also in the Black Panther. He was the Gorilla Tribe, the leader. Mbaku. Did he drop like the say another one? Uh, say another word, colonizer, and I will feed you to my children. No, he didn't do that. Who else is there? Oh, John Reese Davies. He was in Lord of the Rings. Okay. He was a, the dwarf. He was the dwarf warrior. And he was also Indy's friend in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh. He's, he's been in many, many, many I always projects, think of him but... from like sliders. Okay, great. Yeah, him. Sam Witwer. Witwicky. Yes. <laughs> Do you know him? Who he is? He's been in many Star Wars projects. He played Darth Maul in the Clone Wars and Rebels. He is also in the voice and feature in the star wars unleashed video games okay he also played doomsday in smallville you're right now the name the face now comes to my mind then he did a live not live he did a u.s version of a show horror show that was it was a uh, being vampire mm -hmm. right i think he was a vampire in that one correct or being a podcast or a radio show they have a list actors performing here if you will strong b to a list Mm -hmm. actors doing this and i'm assuming uh you can catch all the episodes from the beginning oh yeah oh okay they, they stay there they stay there uh, season two actually is coming now i suggest the first episode not to listen in the dark is it scary yeah in the beginning it is because the first episode and how it's going it reminded me of the batman the matt reeves film okay very noir kind of mm -hmm. thing and how the riddler was being perceived like, okay you know being a killer and all this stuff arkham asylum series on the video games gotcha so Especially it's not where, for kids no this is an adult theme kids can listen mm -hmm. to it i guess i mean i would suggest parents to maybe listen first first yeah yeah because i like i like i when i remember like i i had like one uh the nightfall series on cassette mm -hmm. remember mm -hmm. which i, I don't know i, I had that too are. no you I gave it to them. me unless you got one for yourself no, um, I have it on iTunes. So it was when they introduced Vane, and they were doing the voice acting for it, and that that was like the first impression of Vane. I uh, Bane uh -huh. I got listening to those cassettes. Or what about the one at the end, where the where the where the narrator is saying the credits, like who's who yeah. and stuff like that, and you had the Joker listening in. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah, it scares the crap out of me because but, he but, starts to kill her. Yeah. He starts killing her while she's reading the notes. And I was like, oh my God, that's so creepy. I remember listening to that as a kid and it, I was okay with it. But looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, that was writing a line. So Cause you're imagining, like it, cause you're, your imagination. You're, yeah. Your imagination take, goes for a ride cause you're hearing it and you're seeing what's being said. Mm -hmm. And again, our imagination can paint a creepier or picture. a beautiful picture of what's being given. And so, yeah. So that's how I felt with this. It has that underlying, especially also where there's a point where Batman is listening to audio tapes or sessions. 
yeah f- with from, from Hugo Strange that that falls in line with the Arkham Asylum uh, video game where he where he's listening to recordings of inmates correct you know, learning so, more about so is it like going based off a story like a famous story that you are like that anybody would be familiar with like like when um, I was talking about the cassettes I, I going off a of night uh, right nightfall well Nightquest. i mean even though i am a comic book fan and reader i can't remember all the stories but i can again arkham asylum where the story or arkham city or something like that where hugo strange is in the mind of bruce wayne yeah so it's kind of like starts off like that they go off real quick they can't find batman bruce wayne is missing they think even though it's separate they don't know where he is Crime okay. is going a little crazy and like that. So what's happening here is that he's captured. You know, it starts off with him talking to his parents. And I was like, wait a minute, why? How's he talking to his parents? And is that where Bruce Wayne is a kid? He's an adult. Yeah, that explains because you were mentioning Thomas Wayne earlier. Okay, maybe this is like a, a an Elseworld story. Something like that, but then mm-hmm. down the line, you find out that he's being drugged, and they're asking him questions, and he's or giving scenarios. Kind of like when the in the animated series when the Scarecrow used the, his fear toxin on Batman, he would see his parents at times. Right, uh, Bruce Wayne is not Batman during that memory. He's a doctor himself. He sees himself as a fellow doctor. Well, he would have been if his parents hadn't passed away. That's what's happening there. The main villains here, you have Hugo Strange, you have Poison Ivy, the Harvester, which is played by Sam Whitwer. You have cameos with this, with the Mad Hatter, and but the, the main villains is those three. And it's a great thing to listen to while you're driving to work, what have you. You're by yourself. I would just say that first episode, yeah. The first episode is a little, little, uh, can be a little uneasy. Yeah. Okay. The only down thing is how Batman is portrayed. Winston Duke, he's copying how Christian Bale does Batman. Swerby! But not like that. It sounds more like a gorilla. It sounds more like a beast instead of a changing of the voice, either by like Ben Affleck's uh, synthesized change or Christian Bale almost like. Christian Bale was like. Get in there. Yeah, like um, like he yeah. couldn't breathe. Yeah, like he had trouble breathing. Where here he's just like all coming from the chest. Yeah, it it, it takes me out because it, it it feels forced. Even though like Christian Bale's is forced as well, but he made it work in a way. Where here doesn't seem like he makes he makes it work. I don't know. Maybe if he downplayed it a little bit in the sense of lower volume, but that's about it. Everything else is great. This is worth the listen because uh, I can't watch it. It's doing very well. Uh, again, how well, I'm not sure because I'm not looking at numbers. I just saw an article that it beat took Joe Rogan's um, top spot for how long? I don't remember, but it did take him off. But again, calling it a podcast is... In today's standards uh, or definition, a lie because it's not a podcast; it's a radio drama. Because you, you, you had this, you had the special effects or sound effects. You have music playing. You have all that stuff that you hear in a radio drama. In a podcast, is like a group of people or maybe one person talking about a certain subject. Or a certain topic here it's not it's a story being told i gave you the link I'll, I'll, i definitely want to check it out it's, it sounds intriguing i mean especially like you know for you, you you go to work it takes about an hour or so to get to work you can get to two episodes i can play catch up yeah all right guys that will be it for us for this review and again that was two Dos. so that was our dcness reviews of 
DC League of Super Pets, and Batman Unburied. Until next time, we'll be the next time. I am Angel. I'm Adon. Love you, bro. Love you, too.